Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the WAN Show. This is what it looks like when Luke and I try to start half an hour early. Yeah. We start on time. Woo! <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's, that's quite the, quite the strat we got there. Am I right? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So Back I mean, basically, basi basically, I just didn't want to be streaming until like seven thirty today because I was I was I streamed for six hours in a row yesterday, uh, rebuilding my machine. So it's it started out as an innocent enough project. I was gonna, like, I I had wanted to just do like a hey, um, you know, you're bored, you're stuck at home, you know, why not tear down and rebuild your computer for fun and profit, right? Sure. Like that yeah. was kind of the intention. And I, I opened up with a story about how that was actually how I learned to build a computer was taking the machine that someone built for me and then tearing it down and putting it back together and making sure that it still ran. That was like, that was my first scratch build was one that I had just like hours before watched someone else build for me. And so it, I kind of wanted to talk about that. And while I was at it, I wanted to fix some small problems that have been bothering me about my build for the last, uh, you know, four and a half years, ever since I finished it. Uh, I broke my power button when I was installing my radiator. I wanted to fix that. My radiators, it turns out, weren't even mounted to anything. They were just sitting there. So because the, the screw holes hadn't lined up correctly on the case that we had manufactured because we sent them flawed plans so that we wanted to fix that. My power supply didn't. Uh, didn't mount properly so I, whenever you'd plug in a cable it would like push the power supply in and like wrench on the screws <laughs> so i wanted to fix that and then i was like oh you know maybe i'll go hardline water cooling while i'm at it so i decided to do that yeah, six hours later i was <laughs> i was still streaming but the good news is i am actually bringing this show to you right now from that machine it is working fine oh, nice. just fine and i even upgraded my memory today because people were shaming me oh I Why? got I got system memory shamed yesterday because because I had the you know the audacity to run you know this plebeian Corsair Dominator memory that runs at a mere uh, twenty six sixty six megahertz CL fifteen. Okay, people were people were real unhappy about that because I am running a, a Ryzen. Um, oh. 3900X and well, Linus, um, actually Ryzen really benefits a lot from faster memory. I'm like, I know, but it benefits, actually... it benefits a lot from faster memory in the same way that like, you know, your car benefits from going and getting it tuned at a shop. It's like, yes, yes, it, it does. But for 99% of people, that difference is not something that is noticeable and or meaningful. So and it will be fine. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, but it's out. So it's out now. It's gone. <laughs> it is very old memory. Served me very well. This is Gen 6. So this was optimized for like the 6700K in terms of like the sub-timing optimization, stuff like that. That XMP profile is basically worthless. But I'm, I'm running some, some new G-Skill RGB stuff now. It's all good. And you know what else is good? The show that we've got for you guys today. We've got a, We've actually got a lot of good news today. NVIDIA's Ampere A100 has been announced. Freaking exciting. We're getting a whole new graphics card architecture. Also, Unreal Engine 5 got demoed, and it looks absolutely jaw-dropping. I took all the good stuff, so why don't you go with the totally silly thing? <laughs> the, the totally silly thing? You mean LG working on a new dual-screen phone that swivels 
horizontally. Speaking of jaw dropping, I think we might have similar reactions there. Yeah, yeah, um, I love also, it. Also, TSMC is potentially, allegedly, maybe planning to uh, open a fab in the U.S. by 2023. Yeah, but who said this? Uh, I don't. I don't know. Okay. Well, we can we can talk. We can talk more about that. We can talk more about that later. In the meantime, let's roll that intro. Space Raisin says, exactly on time. Proof of pre-recorded. <laughs> hi, Twitch. Why are you I going on why are you going on YouTube sending a super chat to say hi to Twitch? That doesn't even make any sense. You know, you want to say hi to Twitch. You just go on Twitch, say hi to Twitch. No one, no one's stopping you from doing it. Alright, why don't we jump right into our very first topic of the day? This was posted by Igor MP on the forum. And in an announcement at GTC that totally didn't rip off our kitchen set. Did you see that? No, I didn't. Actually. Jensen, Jensen, he, he ripped off our jam. Okay, so he was in his kitchen working on computer stuff, not wearing a leather jacket. Okay, who else do you know? What? Who else do you know who hangs out in a kitchen doing computer stuff and who doesn't wear a leather jacket? Clearly... Honestly. I, but he wait, he is wearing a leather jacket. Is he wearing a leather jacket in that video? He is not. Yeah. No, he is. No, he isn't. Gen, uh, yes, he hold is. on. Jensen cooking. Hold on. Hold on. Cooking. Where, where, where is it? No, no. That's not leather. That's not leather. That's a puffy jacket. What? That's a puffy jacket. I'm video he's 100 wearing a leather jacket i'm i'm bringing i'm bringing the people in i'm bringing the people in they're going to validate this GTC for me 2020 keynote part one he's wearing a leather jacket window capture no no i'm talking about i'm talking about before that okay i'm talking about this one where he's okay. cooking up something in his kitchen or whatever see he's not wearing a leather jacket see this is how freaking fancy is that stove thing? this is what i'm talking i know right what the heck nice nice kitchen hey bro Look at that. Wow. Look at that gorgeous kitchen. Look at that gorgeous graphics card he's taken out of there. It's beautiful. I love it. My. Um, hold Hello, on. Let me, peasants. Let me Would get you rid like of this. Buy my wares? Yeah, I know, right? Anyway, so he's so I'm just saying that I think that my case for him ripping off my likeness for profit is at least yep. as strong yep. as Lindsay Lohan's against Rockstar. Okay? Sure. Yeah, you know, I'm sold. 100%. I'm on board. So I, would, I, I would join this class action. I don't know. I don't know if you guys remember this, but this was this was a whole thing back in Absolutely. Grand Theft Auto. Which Grand Theft Auto was that again? 5. Grand Theft Auto 5. There you go. So this was a whole thing. She was all like, "Yep, this is clearly this is clearly ripping off my likeness." And uh she tried to sue them for I can't remember if it was just money or whatever. Anyway, she lost. And I would and I would lose too. And that's okay because <laughs> at least to make me feel better, I've got some great news about new graphics cards. So here we go. Uh, Ampere A100 is an SXM4 based add-in card destined for the data center and supercomputers. And this is probably a little disappointing to the gamers out there, especially given the arguably misleading title on today's WAN show, but we're actually referring to something else, oh, not something this. Else. Yeah. That's right. There's there's more, and it's true. Um, 
So disappointing to those folks is uh, the fact that this is not a desktop-based debut for Ampere in the form of the RTX 3000 series. That's what we're assuming it's going to be called. But it does give us at least some hints as to what we can expect from an Ampere-based GPU. So there's a few things that we can talk about with the A100 first. It can efficiently scale to thousands of GPUs or be partitioned into seven GPU instances using multi-instance GPU or... I love this MIG technology. You want to use some MIG technology there, Luke? Uh, yeah, dude. NVIDIA is claiming a six times performance improvement out of the box in BERT deep learning training over previous generation Volta GPUs and up to 20 times higher performance in tensor float precision workloads with an additional 2x boost using mixed precision and 16-bit floating point. And you know what? Even like two weeks ago, I probably would have said, gee, NVIDIA, Thanks for, you know what, let's, let's say a month ago. Let's say a month ago. I probably would have said, gee, NVIDIA, thanks for all the AI bullshit that you're putting into your consumer graphics cards that I honestly have no use for. Like, where's my frames per second, right? But in the last three weeks alone, I have seen, let me, let me just try and think. I have seen three, or not three weeks, but whatever, the last month or so, I have seen three very compelling uses for their AI on the desktop. First of all, DLSS 2.0 is way better than DLSS Gen 1. It actually doesn't suck now. Like you can run a game at a lower resolution and it will FACO upscale itself in a way that is shockingly convincing. Number one, right there. Number two, I watched them use their deep learning upsampling on the shield to make 1080p content look not quite native 4K, but boy, is it close to the point where, you know, if it was... It, 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 I don't know. It's like this weird fine line because there's the people who would not never notice the difference between 1080 and 4K anyway. And then there's the people who would notice the difference between 4K and this upscaled stuff. And I would say that NVIDIA's upsampling is going to appeal to kind of 80% of the people who could tell the difference but aren't like that sensitive, if that kind of makes sense. Do you, do you, do you catch my drift? So you're, yeah. it's not going to make any difference for the people who just couldn't tell at all anyway. But for everyone who could tell, I think you could take most of that chunk and say, yeah, they're going to they're gonna be convinced by their AI upscaling. And then the big one is, of course, RTX Voice. Now, RTX Voice absolutely diarrheaed all over itself for my stream yesterday. But I'm not going to blame RTX Voice for that um, because I think it might have actually been to do with the fact that I was running my RTX GPU in a Thunderbolt enclosure that also had USB ports on it that I also had additional capture devices running through because blah, 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 long story, I didn't have enough Thunderbolt ports and I had too many capture devices for the stream. Um, so, you know, that was a problem. But RTX Voice, the way that it blocks out background noise absolutely freaking fantastic and i am i am legitimately excited to see what kind of ai tricks nvidia can pull out of their butts and uh work into my desktop experience uh what else is going on here uh, additional 2x boost using mixed precision and 16-bit floating point blah 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 NVIDIA also claims that for other high-performance compute applications, new double-precision tensor cores enable a reduction of a 10-hour simulation on Volta to 4 hours on Ampere. And compared to Volta, Ampere has 35% more CUDA cores. Now that is going to translate directly to gamers. 78% higher memory bandwidth. That's going to be good for gamers. Double the NVLink links. Probably less applicable for gamers. SLI is dead. <laughs> and is on the 7 nanometer TSMC node. So we should expect 
potentially higher clock speeds and uh, better efficiency. Um, let's see if there's just anything else that you guys will actually kind of care about here. The expansion of tensor core capabilities, blah, 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 better deep learning capabilities. Oh yeah, okay, so Anthony threw in some, some commentary about how, yes, this better AI could mean more technologies like deep learning super sampling, but I already, I already talked about that, which is cool. So Luke, place your bet. How long is it going to be before we get a desktop Ampere graphics card and you're ready to upgrade to Turing because everybody's offloading their Turings? <laughs> holiday? You think you think holiday this year? I, you know, I, I was really, I, I don't know. Wow, you have so much confidence because I, I was kind of all over the place on this one. I was thinking either like a month from now because NVIDIA has done that before. Like yeah, gone, yeah. new GPU, new GPU, new GPU, new GPU, like all the way down the family, kind of four to six weeks apart. They've they've pulled that move. Um, yeah. But then I was also kind of thinking, well, they don't have a competitor That's at all. why I pushed it out. Right me. now. Like they could yeah. just wait till next year for all they care, realistically. So so you say holiday. Do you, do you care, okay, care, to name, care to name a month? I want to hear it. What month? November. You say November. Okay, so are they going to try to hit... Why would you try to hit Holiday? Why? What's your motivation? So you're, Jensen, my, my... you're Jensen Huang. You're wearing a leather jacket. Okay, yeah, okay, go. I've you know, it. put I'm yourself in, in character. Yeah. yeah the incredibly <laughs> beautiful stonework around my incredible stove behind me. Yeah. <laughs> glowing in the sunlight. Uh, and I'm telling my team that I think we should wait for Holiday because uh, no competition right now. And uh, the COVID grab to buy PC parts, I haven't looked into it, but I'm assuming yeah. it's starting to slow down a bit. Um, and now we might be settling into a lower funds across the board yeah. state for COVID. So people like the, the purchasing of these parts might be going down. Uh, I'm not sure. These are, these are assumptions that I'm making right now. Sure. He would know, though, just for painting the scene. He sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're in the character. You got to get in character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, and then I would I would aim for this holiday, not for next year, because uh, I mean you might as well. Yeah, holidays, right? you can kind of line up with the the early enough purchases for people that are going to be buying relatively early for potential Christmas stuff. Um, and I think people are a little bit looser with their wallets around that time, anyways. Can I give my guess for why I now that you've said holiday, I 100% agree with you that that's what they're they're going to do. Okay. Yeah, I think I think he wants to crap on the upcoming console launches because Ooh. he's already talked some smack. We've heard Big Jensen brain. talk smack about how like, yeah, that performance tier has existed for a while. It's called an RTX 2080, LOL. Um, yeah. yeah, I, I think there's, there's some more smack talk we're going to talk about later on in this show. But yeah, honestly, that's a big one, too. Yeah, I would. I would definitely I'm on board with that. I think he's the kind of character, reason. you know, he's got it. Remember, he's got his leather jacket. OK, I think yeah. he's the kind of character yeah. that would want to get on stage and say, hey, cool, cute console. That's nice. Good job. Um, you know, if you want something twice as powerful, Team Green, you know, suck yeah. us. He would absolutely love to do that. Yeah, um, I'm sure he'd be into that. That's some strong logic. I like it. I do have a, a quick super chat that I need to read. Um, the real smiley says, "Don't waste your money on a super chat. It will not be acknowledged, even a fifty-dollar one." I did it to test to see on his last live stream. First time I've ever paid money to comment. Well, how dumb of me. You're welcome. So, yeah, I didn't see your super chat, but I did see that. 
So now there you go. There's your shout out, smart guy. How you feel now? All right, let's uh, let's move on to our next topic here. Um, Unreal Engine Five demo. Do you want to give us the run through here? This is super exciting. It's it's kind of long actually. There's a, there's a bunch of stuff going on. I I suggest you you watch the video. I Oops. will say uh, engine videos unless you're watching them with somewhat of a trained eye. Uh, might not mean a ton, but it looks really nice. So might as well check it out. Uh, it's it's Epic Games released this footage, and it is specifically from it, it is an Unreal Engine Five running on a PlayStation Five console. That's the like important flex that's going on here. And this is very cool. I say this every time, and I'm going to say it again. This is very cool for console players as well, because or sorry for PC players as well, because the further consoles push things will look better on PC. Yeah. Even when like like every, every time a new console comes out, they get really close or surpass the the price point value that PCs are going to be at at that time, but then over time PCs supersede by a huge amount. 100%. Um, and and games are just going to look better in general. So this is fantastic. Uh, I'm going to read directly from notes here for a second. Visualized micro polygon geometry. Oh, we've had a lot of fun word combinations in this WAN show so far. Uh, which allows developers to use film quality meshes as sources. And you can see in the demo, things do look very, very good, uh, which with each comprising hundreds of millions of polygons. Um, they talk about nanite scales, lots of lots of ability to put huge amounts of polygons and, and tons of varied objects across the screen at the same time. Uh, developers no longer need to bake details to normal maps in order to maximize detail. Um, this better overall global illumination they give some examples of that in the video as well it allows fully dynamic multi-balance lighting that immediately reacts to scene and light changes that they lighting looks incredible can i just i'm gonna let you finish but really like good. wow like it looks really good you want to demo it you can I've, I've got it up right now okay yeah. yeah they're they're watching they're watching huzzah um the lighting is the lighting demo is really cool uh, it can benefit from developers trying to improve their games as well as uh, to make the final title more reactive to player inputs, which is great. Allows developers to iterate in real time without having to wait for light map bakes to finish, saving huge amounts of time. It probably does. Um, this new technology is not a next-gen exclusive and will scale to work on a variety of both old and new platforms. Also cool, especially with the uh, the new Xbox thing that makes it so that you can buy a game and it's available on a variety of platforms. So yeah. if you're sticking with your current console for a little while and you buy these new games when you move to your next con like it should the new games should look better on your current console and when you move to the next console you'll be able to keep your games it's a nice little combination um but the spiciness i kind of plowed through a lot of that to the spiciness this is the the fun part to discuss on the wan show um they're claiming the new ssds on the next gen consoles will allow huge complex large-scale worlds that will be streamed into the machine in incredible detail without you really noticing things popping in in the traditional way that you would. Yeah. And then Sweeney said the storage architecture on PlayStation 5, in PlayStation 5 is far ahead of anything you can buy on any PC for any amount of money right now. And really? it's great to see that sort of innovation that's going to help drive future PCs. They're going to and then this part I I was trying to cross-reference this quote and i haven't watched this part of the video yet um but it says they're going to see this thing ship and realize oh wow m2 ssds i need to catch up with it we have m2 ssds again i haven't watched that part of the video 
and I need to need to find that exact comment. And I've been trying to reference more comments about this on the future uh, on the internet since then. But yeah, the PS5 uses a PCIe 4.0 SSD that reaches speeds of 5.5 gigabytes per second. I'm back. What'd you get? Sorry, I was gone. I was gone. I was gone. I was, uh, oh, hold on. First of all, first of all, I just, I want to pull up the demo again for a second here because this is just so mind blowing. Okay. So you can see with the, the global illumination. So cool to be clear. Global illumination is not the same thing as, uh, ray tracing necessarily. So you can have light bounce without necessarily being photon by photon. But this is so cool. So they show this is the light source. And then basically everything else is lit by that light source, which is that hard light from the sun bouncing. That's how it works in the real world. I remember talking to Brandon about this for a while um, or a while back when we were building our uh, our set at the office that's kind of set up like a uh, like a condo. And I was like, Brandon, why can't we just have like a handful of lights set up and then, you know, kind of like if I was just in my house, um, you could just kind of have those ones be the kind of the base lighting and then we can just add as needed, but it's like kind of ready to go at any time. And he's like, well, the issue is that because we have no way of routing, you know, the, the power of the sun into our studio, unless you want to buy like, you know, 2000 watt lights and point them through the windows so that they actually like bounce off the floor and walls and, and globally illuminate the place, you're just not going to get it. And you're going to end up with all kinds of other issues that I didn't care as much about, like, oh, you're going to, you know, the color of your floor is going to color the light and blah, blah, blah. I was like, yeah, well, I mean, we're just looking for sort of like a baseline here. But anyway, that's how real lighting works. And that's why it looks so natural. And that's why it's so much work to recreate that effect with studio lighting, because you have to have this understanding of light and the way it bounces and the way that it interacts with things that, um, you know, I had never, I just never really thought about um, from a film perspective anyway, uh, you know, a number of years ago when we were first talking about this. And so seeing it done this way, dynamically, um, in a demo that is actually running on what will be production hardware that you can buy for presumably console pricing in a couple of, you know, quarters here is just mind bending. Um, with that said, you know, why do... You know, why does someone like Tim Sweeney, like how many billions of dollars is he worth? Like, what? Wh why does he need to, why does he need to say stuff that's just like demonstrably false? You know, like how fast is the, how fast is the storage of the PS5? 5.5 gigabytes per second. 5.5 gigabytes per second. All right. So there's a little, um, there's a little uh, video platform. You might've heard of it. It's called Floatplane. Um, yeah, there's a there's a team working on that over there. Good good people, good people. You know, it's a little slow, but they're good people. They're nice people. You know, um, so over on that platform, there's this creator. He he didn't have a beard before. He's got a beard now. The community's kind of divided on whether he should keep it. Decent decent enough guy though. Um, he uploaded a video, really clickbaity title. I can't stand that about this guy. It's very frustrating. And uh, the the video is called "This is 50 times faster than your PC." Holy. Sh um, and he's got this SSD that according to Tim Sweeney doesn't exist for any amount of money. And it's just, it's crazy because, because there, there he is. Hold on a second here. I can, I can screen share with you guys. Look, look at this guy. Look at this beard. Look at this stupid face. He makes in his thumbnail. It's awful. 
got that question mark in there. So, so here's this guy, right? And he's holding it just like that. That's a thing that Tim Sweeney said is not We've real. A lot. <laughs> um, but like, it's, it's so funny because there it is. Look, it's in his hand. Actually, no, no, no. That's a different one. That's a slower one. Look, he threw that one away. And that one's also faster than the one Tim Sweeney said doesn't exist. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Like, why do they do this? You know, you've already, you've already got enough money to buy the earth and all the heavens. Why do you need to sell out to Sony to just say stuff that's just not true at all? Um, also, also, you know, that guy, I happen to actually know him pretty well. Um, he dropped off in my house this a little while ago. This is an SSD that is not only not only uh, as fast as the PlayStation 5's SSD, but is actually <clears throat> at 1500 megabytes, oh, excuse me, 15,000 megabytes a second, double the speed. And yet here it is. So that guy's got one. Okay, actually he's got two. I've got one right here. Here's another one. So that is three now. That is three PC SSDs that are faster for any amount of money. I didn't say they were cheap. Faster than the PlayStation 5 storage system. Look at that. What a funny, what a, what a funny thing. Would you look at that? Isn't that funny how that works? They're saying 5.5 gigabytes per second read and typical eight to nine gigabytes per second compressed okay still slower I'm just, just reiterating anyway to be very clear uh was there anything else that you wanted to talk about with the unreal 5 demo because i wanted to talk about the playstation 5 storage for sure some people in the chat say i know i blew through some of the earlier stuff i just wanted to get to the controversial statement yeah because, <laughs> uh, uh someone said global illumination has existed in the past yes it absolutely has absolutely it has is, is a a new globalization global illumination solution yes uh, I, I remember should. i mean global illumination has been something that the gaming industry has been trying to conquer since well basically the gaming industry existed um you know <laughs> nvidia thought their voxel-based global illumination was going to take off back with maxwell uh, to my knowledge that never really gained a ton of traction uh, although i don't actually know how unreal engine 5 is doing it so um yeah, I will. I would. I would definitely need to get into some deeper dives into what exactly their implementation looks like. But with uh, with their voxel-based global illumination, if I recall correctly, Nvidia was taking more complex objects and they were kind of having them bounce as though they were much simpler ones. They they like these volumetric pixels. Um, so yes, not not new. Like ray tracing is new. Ray tracing is different, but global illumination is not new. It's just that that particular technique for it, running in real time at that level of detail with 8K textures on a PlayStation, right? That's crazy cool. Now, I spent a fair bit of time mocking Tim Sweeney's statement that the storage yeah. architecture in PlayStation 5 is far ahead of anything you can get in a PC for any amount of money. But that doesn't change that what he's saying does is, is um, there, there's a kernel of truth in the misleading statement. And the kernel of truth is that um, compared to any PC that you would buy like off the shelf, yes, it is faster. And compared to any mainstream PC, it is much faster and will be coming in at a price that is going to uh, and at a volume that is going to change the way that game developers utilize storage. 
That's yeah, what yeah. he's trying to say, even if he ended up making a really stupid statement in order to say it. $2,000 really fancy packed uh, SSDs are not necessarily what most people are considering when they're building computers. And technically, uh, we haven't been able to like fully see in action as far as far as I know, the the, the real capabilities because he, he's talking about the the architecture of the whole thing. Uh, so like interconnects between the RAM and then the, and the more long-term storage and everything else. But you're getting a little nuanced at that point and we don't have enough data to pick at there as far as I know. I'm sorry, did you say $2,000? Cause uh, this is more than that. <laughs> How much is that one? Uh, I can't find a US price for it. I'm not sure if it's strictly speaking available, but I found a US listing for it that was over 3000 Australian dollars. I don't know exactly what the conversion Oof. is there though. Um, Anyway, anyway, the point is, you know, what he's trying to say, I think, is that by having so much faster storage on hand and knowing that they can count on having fast storage available on hand. And remember, none of this would be worth anything if Microsoft wasn't also putting very fast storage in the upcoming Xbox, even if it's not quite as fast. I mean, it's all kind of a, uh, a measuring contest at that point anyway, um, because game developers especially considering that they're both running the same CPU and GPU are not going to be, you know, foundationally designing their games differently if the PlayStation and the Xbox don't both have the ability to take advantage of it. And the PC too, now that uh, PC storage is and has been quite a lot faster than consoles, which have been stuck with hard drives for the longest time. So, um, so this, this reliance on having this base functionality is going to change the way that they can handle things like, as Luke was mentioning earlier, uh, textures, instead of having that pop in, being able to load, let's say, for example, many, many more different versions of, of an asset so that you can swap them out extremely quickly as you are moving towards them so that it's much less jarring. You know, that's just one very rudimentary example of how you could do something like that if you know you can count on very high-speed storage. Another really cool thing that you could do if you can count on high-speed storage, not to mention a faster CPU, is you could actually start to design games with much, much faster load times. Because that's something that you're gonna run into these days is you can have, I, like, I could put this, I could put this in my computer and most of the games that I run would still have abominable load times. You want to know why? Yes. Yes. Oh, thank you, Luke. Thank you, Luke. It's because it's primarily, it no, it's primarily CPU bottlenecked. I'm decompressing the game assets as you're firing up a game is primarily CPU bottlenecked because it's been all about compressing that data down as much as possible to deliver it over a network, for example, or to squeeze it onto a console hard drive so people can uh, install as many games as they as they can on their you know 500 gig or one terabyte drives or whatever the case may be. And there has been no compelling reason to say, okay, um, well, you know what we should do then is we should uh, we should uh, unpack more of these assets and then we should just stream them uncompressed while the player is playing because there was no option to do that because the hard drive wasn't fast enough. So you had these you had these two bottlenecks that were present. You had a CPU bottleneck anytime you needed to unpack something and then you had a storage bottleneck if you decided, okay, you know what, to heck with it. I'm going to unpack it early and I'm just going to stream all the assets in. Well, you couldn't do it anyway because a modern two and a half inch hard drive is still limited to 150 to 200 megabytes a second. Best case scenario. So this is going to change the way that they can 
they can load assets into games. And I don't think that crediting Sony with changing the gaming industry here makes a ton of sense. And his statement that there is no SSD for any amount of money that's as fast as this is really stupid because this is just, this is literally wired to the CPU. That's what it is. It is wired directly to the PCI Express bus on the CPU. And if you imagine for a second that Sony's CPU in the PlayStation is not just an AMD chip running PCI Express, then you're a fool. Um, like that's, that's all there is to it. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be that guy. Do uh, it. One, Do I'm, it. I'm a little bit too. Do it now. Loud. I was probably wrong in the pre-show when I said I was. I was loud, but um, apparently he, he doesn't technically, technically say it's faster far ahead okay um he what says, does far ahead mean i don't know <laughs> so if i were to say if i okay look look let's just think for a second if I'm i were to say saying... usain bolt usain bolt is far ahead of the other competitors on the track what does that mean <laughs> okay but, yeah if i were to yeah. say if i were to say um you know for example that I, I don't know any people who drive cars for a living, so I'm going to go with Danica Patrick. That's the only one I'm familiar with, okay? If I were to say that she was far ahead of the competition, what, what, would, that, what would that mean? Far ahead in endorsements? Far... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's probably far ahead in endorsements right now. Yeah, I think he's um, doing all right. But, yeah, I don't know. It's, 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 we'll, we'll have to see what it actually translates into. I don't suspect much. Uh, I don't suspect anyone's going to load up a PC and go, oh, or a, a PS5 and go like, oh, wow, how am I going to catch up with this? I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> um, yeah, me neither. But, but I mean, hopefully it's there. Hopefully they make leaps and strides, leaps, leaps and strides in terms of architecture. Yeah. And then if they do anything uh, that that's like really transformative with their memory architecture, hopefully it comes to PC. Yeah. I mean, it may not be possible. I mean, there there is an advantage to running your own operating system. I mean, we showed uh, we showed when we fired up our new Onex storage server that just because you're running the same SSDs wired into the same PCI Express bus doesn't mean that you get the same error-free operation um, from one operating system to another one. So it is possible that Sony will be looking at a significant performance advantage with their implementation based on the software side of things. But I guess what I'm what I was mostly trying to say in my tongue in cheek way is that if they're 30% ahead, that's not going to result in a 30% difference in how these games are going to run on the PlayStation. Um, foundationally, everything is going solid state, which is going to be a huge advantage. But past that, we're going yeah. to be looking at a point of diminishing returns. They, they, they talked about um, how they, they worked to remove any bottlenecks that current SSDs have and like all this other kind of stuff. And, and that, that's fantastic. And I hope it works for them. But um, yeah, yeah I, I, I th I'm, on, I'm on Linus's side with the, with the overall, I don't know, about the like, oh, wow, how am I going to catch up on PCI? There's no way I could buy anything that's this good. Meanwhile, Microsoft um, doesn't even consider them a competitor anymore. Sick burn. What, what, do, you, what do you think? Uh, way, way ahead of everything yeah. with, with minimal information, Xbox One X or PS5? Um, like, who do you think is going to win the war this time? I think it's Sony, relatively obvious that PlayStation won last time. I think Sony goes in with the momentum on their side. Uh, you know, because I mean, 
yeah, yeah, we can we can talk about the SSD in the PlayStation 5 or the graphics card in the Xbox One Series X all day. But at the end of it all, what makes someone choose one console versus another one? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna put down three things and I'm gonna see if you say the same three things, okay? Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't do it. You can see it? How can you see it? I covered it because I'm on the same dock as you. Oh, okay. Don't don't look at it. Don't look at I it. I covered then. it with my hand. <laughs> okay, well don't look at it, okay? Uh, okay, I'm looking also. I was like, wow, am I screen sharing right now? Because I'm looking at the OBS window. I'm not screen sharing right now. Are you magic? Are you magic? Okay, so you probably saw the first one, but you were going to say that anyway. So go ahead. Hit me. Hit me. What are your three items that determine which console you buy? I said games slash exclusives. I'm kind yep. of bundling those as one thing. Yep. Uh, bundles slash price, which I'm also bundling as kind of one thing. Mm. Uh, and then friends. Okay. So I had exclusives, whatever your friend group buys. So we were overlapping on two of them. And then I actually had controller as a major determinant of which console you would prefer. Because yeah. there's so many games that are cross-platform now that I could see people choosing one or the other, assuming pricing and bundles are similar based on, well, you know, I really prefer the Xbox or I really prefer the PlayStation controller. Bundles and price, that's another big one. So nowhere in any of that was... Uh, who has the fastest, you know, SSD, right? Yeah. That It's not in there because that's not why people buy, buy game consoles at the end of the day. So I think that to me, exclusives is going to be the thing that puts the momentum in on Sony's side. Because if I played, you know, the, the, the last, um, Oh man, I haven't owned a PlayStation since the PlayStation 2. Okay, sure, I played some Uncharted game or whatever. And I'm I'm invested in this series now. You know, I'm a PlayStation user. Um, so I think there's sorry, a strong I chance I buy the new one. Yeah, that makes sense. And and I would agree with that. I Someone in, in chat said uh, the controllers are all good now. It's not really the point. Uh, yeah. I think controllers have been all good for quite a while. Yeah. Um, I, the, the controller thing for me at least it's it's all about the thumbstick positioning and there's a huge difference between the two and it doesn't matter that the playstation controller is good for me it's it's the positioning of the thumbsticks throws off the usability of the controller by a massive amount for me personally because i'm so used to those offset thumbstick positions and so that's it's like actually a pretty big deal it's me. not a fanboyism thing but it is a muscle memory thing that makes a big difference as as a gamer like you know if you're used to a keyboard and mouse or if you're used to uh, inverted look, for example, if someone changes your control scheme and you are anything but you know a very entry level gamer, it's it's gonna muck you up. And so if you're used to the symmetrical thumbsticks, there is there is a chance that that could be a determining factor for you to just say, okay, well all other things being equal, I'm just I'm just gonna PlayStation Five. Um, I I got my Xbox controller to work on uh, the PlayStation Four when I was using the PlayStation Four because it was driving me so nuts. Yeah. <laughs> but like the <laughs> the average user isn't going to do that. It was actually a pretty fun project and it works very well. But um, yeah, it's, it's not going to be a normal thing. You know what is going to be a normal thing? Sponsor Talking spots? about our sponsors. Oh, nice. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I do want to talk about some more console <laughs> stuff after, though, because my kids have been playing with my old game gear. So don't let me forget. All right. The show today is brought <laughs> oh, okay. to you by Manscaped. Hey, Luke. 
do you need some uh do you need to do some manscaping over there i noticed your bangs are uh they're banging they're uh wow they're uh, they're you... pretty they're pretty long i mean it's mostly for body hair and stuff but like i'm pretty sure the lawnmower the lawnmower 3.0 could get you taken care of up there too you know up there and down there manscaped makes manscaping safe and easy with their perfect package 3.0 kit that includes everything you need to take your grooming routine to the next level their lawnmower 3.0 trimmer features their skin safe technology with replaceable soft ceramic blades that cut coarse hair at 7,000 rpm it's got a rechargeable 600 milliamp hour battery and it's waterproof with wireless charging um and it's low vibration and operates quietly. You can get this or their Perfect Package 3.0 that includes the trimmer and more at the link in the video description. So that's offer code WAN for 20% off and free shipping. And you'll find that down below. Get it? LOL. Haha, ha, got it. It's a joke. Show is also brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace gives you the tools you need to build and grow your online presence, no matter what kind of website you're building, whether you do photography services on the side or whether you're trying to sell, you know, stuff that you make online. Squarespace has got you covered so more people can find out about you. You want to create a blog? Go for it. You can build a website from scratch within minutes and you can get a domain quickly through Squarespace if you need one or poured over an existing domain that you already own. Um, get started with a free 14-day trial and head over to squarespace.com forward slash when to get 10% off your first purchase. The show is also brought to you by Displate. You like metal? Put it on your wall. That's it. No, I'm kidding. I will do, I will do the actual proper. I, I will do the proper Displate uh, talking points. Oh, shoot. One thing that I have to do is uh, add a browser share. Window capture. Hey, there it is. Sweet. That's display. They've got many, many different arts spanning a ton of different styles. Here's a whole bunch of like Star Wars stuff. If for whatever reason you're still into that dead show. Um, what else we got to say about display? Uh, they've got an easy magnetic mounting system. There's no holes in the wall and it's replaceable. They plant a tree for every display purchased and for May only. They're offering official Star Wars prints for up to 40% off using code EMPIRE40. Just click the link below and check those out. Just show everybody you know how tasteless you are. Um, oh my goodness. The majority... No. I'll talk about this after. Sorry. Keep all right. Going. I'm done. You know what? In all seriousness, though, display has something for absolutely everyone. If you like Star Wars, I'm not going to shame you. Yet. Okay, now the sponsor spot's over. Now I'm going to shame you. Okay, so did you They see... don't even have anything for the new Star Wars stuff. Well, why would they? It's all old Star Wars. Well, that makes sense, doesn't it? They have one. Okay, have so... Singular... Did you see... Up. Did you see that Twitter exchange? Epic. Star Twitter. Wars story heads response to canon complaints. Did you what? see... Did no. you not see this? No, I don't Holy know crap. This is freaking awesome. So uh, one of the one of the story heads. Uh, so Lucasfilm Story Group creative executive Matt Martin told oh, this is on Twitter, told fans to chill when it comes to canon. Because the way he sees it, you can just kind of like have your own head canon. You know, you can you can include whatever you want or don't want to because it's all fake anyway. Which pretty much <laughs> your face is so perfect right now. I love it. Which pretty much amounts to like, you guys are a bunch of nerds. Why do you even care so much about this? Talk about completely oh. having no concept. 
no understanding whatsoever of your customer and your fan base, and then opening your mouth and demonstrating it for the entire world to see. He basically said, yeah, at this point, we understand that none of it makes any f***ing sense, and we've given up, and so should you. Because who cares anyway? It's all fake. Of course it's fake. It's a story. That doesn't mean that there isn't a value to trying to tell a cohesive one. Yeah, who cares? Dave Filoni. Just saying it right now. Dave just, Filoni cares. Just Dave Filoni's what's holding all this together. Just brutal. Just absolutely brutal. And it's like I, I, you know what? I get it. As someone, if I were to come in onto that team, right? Um, actually, no. I was about to say if I were to if I were to join that team, I I might be I might just kind of go, yeah, you know what? Forget it. I give up. This none of this makes any sense. So we're just gonna have to just treat Star Wars like, you know, what it has become. Just kind of making it up as we go and plot holes and inconsistencies be damned because the ship completely sailed. You know, you know, it sailed a long up? time ago. I don't think I could do it, though. Who wouldn't give Dave up? Dave Filoni. Filoni? Okay, fine. Um, I just I just don't think it would be... Um, I, yeah, I, I, I don't think I could do it. Like, if I... If I if the, okay, so, so, you know, total, total miracle. You know, someone, a decision maker at Disney is, is watching this right now. And they're like, hey, this guy seems to have his act together. Let's put Linus in charge. Okay. They sure. bring me in tomorrow. I would yeah. probably scrap like, oh man, I, I would do some, I would do some controversial stuff, mm. man. So A, I would scrap the entire sequel trilogy because um, I That's actually, not very controversial. I actually came up with, well, yes and no, there's like, there's salvageable stuff in there, but I came up with this idea like right out of the gate, right out of the gate, the sequel trilogy makes no sense whatsoever because the notoriously racist empire has Finn as a soldier, which is like, why? So there was plenty of room for, because I know a lot of people are really upset about the sequels because it felt like Disney was trying to hit a diversity quota. I actually don't mind that at all. There is nothing wrong with that. This is obviously a, a gigantic galaxy full of you know everything from from you know baby yodas to to humans to sarlaccs to whatever like it, it that diversity is is actually like core to star wars to me like if luke and obi-wan wandered into that cantina okay and it was full of like you know a bunch of white dudes like them we're not going to be like oh wow what a cool what a cool galaxy they've created that's totally different from somewhere that I could have walked down the street and gone like that would have been stupid. Diversity is, is, is foundational. Um, but I think they should have just had Ray and Finn swap. I think that, and another thing too, is, uh, because the, the ex stormtrooper had no character development or story arc whatsoever, they should have had no all the stormtroopers. What's that? And has no issue killing all his. Yeah, exactly. I think that Ray, Ray, the, the trooper. Okay should have actually had like a really dark history and we should see her do something awful before something happens like some kind of some kind of catalyst needs to take place no, here she's perfect she would be perfect for it you actually don't have to alter either of those characters at all you just need to put them in each other's roles you need to let that romance blossom the way that it was obviously supposed to 
Uh, you need to let them both be force sensitive the way that they were obviously supposed to. The other really cool thing that this does for Ray, oh yeah, I totally forgot about this when I was talking to someone else about it, is that it adds some legitimacy whatsoever to the whole conflicted part of her story. Because that whole thing where she's like shooting force lightning one moment and then force healing the next moment is just, it, it, it just doesn't make any sense. It's just stupid. And you could be like, oh, well, yeah, well, it's just all fake. And it's like, yeah, it's all fake. But if I just wrote a completely incoherent garbage screenplay where nothing meshed with anything else, that would also be fake and it would also be bad. So if she actually did something really, really awful at the beginning of that movie, you know, she is um, she is Kylo Ren's or she's a Knight of Ren. OK, like give her some kind of significance. Now we're talking. We've got kind of, uh, you know, bumbling Finn getting kind of swept up into into all of this. You know, maybe maybe he falls for her in spite of the fact that she's got this like evil side. Maybe they work through that together. They, they both get actual character arcs. As it is, so they've much got more nothing. In this already. They've got nothing, <laughs> and and you could you could have done all of that without even upsetting the people that are like, uh, uh, main characters are are fulfilling diversity quotas, blah blah blah, because those actors in those roles would have been fantastic, and those stories would have been ones that I would have wanted to hear. As it was, we had a stormtrooper who was just like, you know, honestly, kind of a and never actually did anything um who then goes on to not really actually do anything and it's just like a sequence of events and i don't even i don't even blame anyone his character person. is so wasted completely completely wasted there's so many Utterly wasted. Even, even the like force sensitive thing near the end which they tease so many times throughout that movie yep. and then when you get out of it you're like wait that that was it. <laughs> and you know what the issue too is though, is that because I, I guess because of this attitude that it's just all fake anyway, so who cares? Um, they take so many liberties with the way that uh, the way that the universe, you know, works, right? Um, like I got really upset when R2D2 sprouted jetpacks in the prequel trilogy for this same reason. It's like if R2D2 doesn't have jetpacks to launch himself out of the swamp on Dagobah in, uh, in uh, Empire Strikes Back, excuse me, then he doesn't have jetpacks to fly around and comically amuse the kids, um, you know, and bop the droids or whatever in, I think it's Phantom Menace. Um, but so many people complained about how Rey was like this super OP force user, right? That was that was a common complaint. We can all agree on that. Yep. And there was there was a lot of speculation that like, oh, well, it's because, you know, they're trying to pander to, um, you know, people who think you know women should have more leading roles or whatever else it's it's all diversity quota sure. it's all diversity quota no it's just bad storytelling and they did it all over the place you know look at the first scene where we meet poe dameron it's ridiculous do you remember it yeah I'm, I'm that, thinking about it right now yeah it's that ground battle where he basically rips in and is clearly, like if we were to go into the actual like files, okay, the animation files, the CGI, we go in, he's ripping around at literally 4x the speed of anything else in the air, flying with reflexes well, that's, that's, that... Isn't, that's not when we first meet Poe Dameron, right? Is it? I believe that's our first introduction to him, isn't it? I thought we, we come in pretty early with, with Finn coming off the ship and they're fighting on the ground and like... 
Poe shoots. Okay, at, sorry. Okay, whatever. Uh, I think you're right. I think you're right. So sorry. The the one nope, not the one where we meet him then. The one where he rips in with his X wing when they're fighting on the ground and just he meets like the crew. He meets the rest of them. No they, look. The, the, the heroes. Yeah. Meet up. No look headshots. Absolutely everything flying around at triple to quadruple the speed of anything else in the air. And you're looking at no it going. Scopes. Yeah. You're looking at it going. Well, that's just. That's just stupid. You know, the best pilots in the galaxy, you know, a short 20 years ago or whatever, could not do that, right? Um, yeah, almost certainly better training, et cetera, et cetera. And he's not force sensitive. Well, theoretically. I mean, Han is, so who knows? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so you know what? I, I think I think his attitude is basically why Star Wars is dead to me and it should be dead to you. Because if they don't care at all about continuity and they're just going to go in and keep trying to fix one thing while breaking three others it is only going to get worse yeah um i i i don't know i i haven't i actually haven't watched the new um star wars clone wars series that came out um but the feedback that I've been seeing, I've been trying to stay away from spoilers because I want to watch it all properly. Um, <laughs> but the feedback that I've been seeing uh, is is really positive. And the Mandalorian was was awesome. And it was mediocre. You were just desperate. Uh, okay, it's awesome compared to the mo- three most recent movies. It's Smallville in space. That's fine. Compared compared to the fine. three most re- recent movies, I watched the whole thing. So like, I clearly made it through it. Like, but it's, it's, it's Smallville in space. It's Monster of the Week. It's Buffy. Okay. Okay. I'm not saying it's the greatest thing ever, but compared to the three most recent movies, what do you think? It's Bewitched. Three most recent movies versus that show, right, Vaughn? Vaughn? Bewitched? Is that that, Bewitched? Is that that show where they're all like teen witches or something and there's like a monster and they have to defeat it? I haven't seen any of these shows, so I don't really Charmed. Charmed. Sorry, it's Charmed. I haven't seen that either. Not Bewitched. It's Charmed. It's Smallville. That's what it is. I don't uh, watch shows very often. Just fine. compared to the three most recent movies. Integer Overlord, by the way, just says, hey, there's like 150 like expanded uh, or well, previously expanded universe books that managed to keep the story straight. Here's an idea. Why don't you just use that? I know, right? <laughs> That's what everyone wanted them to do. There is there is a bunch of garbage in there, but there's also a lot of awesomeness. I, um, I've had a really good time going through the eu okay i'm sorry i i was i really was being very rude i wasn't listening to your question hit me one more time one more time okay (laughs) Okay. compare the mandalorian instead of instead of on its own yeah compare the mandalorian against the most recent three movies it's much worse than firefly okay yeah i mean yeah it is it is maybe a third as good as firefly instead of comparing it on its own Compared to the most recent three movies, because there's some interesting aspects there too. They sure. had to, it, it, I mean, if you think about it, he has to craft this show while these movies are coming out. Um, yeah, and and they he had to like, they had to work things into the show to yeah. explain stuff that was going <laughs> to happen in the upcoming movie. Right, and there's like there is things that happen in the show that only happen in that show because the upcoming movie was coming. Yeah, and they were like, "Oh no, we <laughs> we need to do something." Um, like when uh, when uh, Baby Yoda force heals. Yeah, that's there because of the new movie. 
I read this whole thing about it. They yeah. were trying to like soft introduce it to the community so that people didn't freak out so much with the movie. It didn't really save them at all. But no, it didn't because um, it was still stupid because there were still so many issues. You know, like why why didn't Obi Wan just like force heal Qui Gon? Why didn't everybody just force heal everyone ever? Why didn't Qui Gon just force heal Qui Gon? Yeah, he I just mean, do it himself. Because I, I mean, there's all. I mean, there's so many problems. Like we could we could go and we could find problems yeah. everywhere, but just some of them I don't find as offensive. You know, like um, lightsabers, for example. The the OPness of a lightsaber has been a little bit inconsistent. Okay, so on the one hand, you've got Luke and Vader battling in Bespin, right, in Cloud City, um, and Luke uh, hits Vader in the shoulder, and it doesn't like cut off his arm. All right. Um, yeah. Then another example of you know lightsabers not being you know super de duper OP would be when uh, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan are cutting their way out of the room where they're being held right at the beginning of Phantom Menace. Slow. Right? Okay, so these are instances where, are not of cutting their way out of the room, cutting their way into the other room. Whatever the point is, they put it through and yeah. it's like, it takes a long time to cut it. It's more like like a plasma plasma cutter at that point. Um, uh, but then, like sorry, then there are just, there are instances where lightsabers seem to slice through anything instantly, Right? So there are inconsistencies, but I can I can well, accept. I don't know if that's completely ones. fair. Yeah, I don't know if the lightsaber. Yeah, because you don't know what that stuff is made of. And if you look at mm -hmm. uh, like material science on Earth, there are materials that will will damage or cut or or scrape or whatever certain other materials instantly that look very similar to ones that they will do next to nothing to. Um, and I think another example of the the opiness. Yeah, calculation. Uh, Obi Wan's lightsaber completely failing against Vader. Yes, there's there's very few times that we see something like that again. It's yeah. mentioned in the EU a bit. Yep. Um, there's there's a really interesting book with Mace Windu where where he has to like recharge his lightsaber. Um, I don't remember what one it is, but it's a it's a bit of a it's an interesting book. It's kind of like a thriller. Anyways. So the biggest problem is basically just that they they don't have any consistency and it's so far gone that I don't think anyone cares anymore. And so they're saying Dave pretty Filoni much, cares. If we don't care, then no one should care. So yeah. I'm out. The the, the saltier than crate subreddit cares. I'm done. I think a lot of other people care. Dave Filoni cares. People still care, Linus. You know what I care? You know what our audience cares about? Tech. That's so true. here it is. We LG should, should move back on to tech. LG is working on a new dual screen phone that apparently swivels horizontally. This is this is a gem. All right, this is a gem. I'm gonna go ahead and screen share you guys on this because I absolutely this <laughs> love this thing. Here we go. Boom, right like that. Yeah, you like that? Okay. <laughs> so it swivel <laughs> it swivels 90 degrees, so you can have the best of both worlds. While you also have the worst the of worst. both worlds, <laughs> you can you can. I've been informed it's you can eat your cake and have it too, not you can have your cake and eat it too. So you get to eat your cake and have it too, and your cake is made of boogers, and your mouth is <laughs> your mouth is cut up with razor blades before you eat it, and there's lemon juice. Okay, that's the kind of cake you're having, and 
that's this phone. So the back of it swivels out so you can use it oh in in a portrait mode with a keyboard, which is the best way to use an on-screen keyboard. Landscape is literally just slower. You just have to move your thumbs farther. Um, you know, it's not like it's making more room for more fingers or anything. So this is this is good. And then you could like watch a movie or have like, you know, uh, a side-by-side multitasking experience or whatever the case may be if you're into that sort of thing, and they are not going to sell a lot of these, and um, it's called The Wing, okay? It's called The Wing because they're just winging it at this point. <laughs> hey, got him. It's so weird. I want to hear from you guys. <laughs> Carn Evil over on Floatplane. It's hideous. I'll take six. This is, this is like, I don't even, this doesn't matter at all. Yeah. But the, the image that they used for the background of the the currently horizontal screen is horrible. Yeah, I don't even know what that is. I, I don't even know. It what that has is. like weird aliasing going all over it. I don't know. There's 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 like weird blurry parts for no reason. It, they just weren't trying at all. I don't know. Yep. I mean, so pretty similar to probably the the idea of this phone in general. It's really surprising to me that the one dual screen concept that works. Okay, I shouldn't say one because I haven't actually tried Microsoft's thing, Microsoft's concept yet. Um, but the the one dual screen Android concept that I really liked having the screen on the front and the back, and then just one camera instead of having a selfie camera. So that back screen is basically just to like use to preview your selfies. Um, never really took off with any manufacturers that matter. Like it was all it was all little ones that uh, that went for that. Whereas like if I had the option to use my Samsung rear facing shooter for my selfies instead of having a punch a hole punched in my main display, that would be so much better. If all the R and D that has gone into hole punch displays and front-facing cameras could have just been spent on making rear-facing cameras better and putting a crappy small screen on the back of the phone, that would have just been better in every possible way. If video I... chatting. Video chatting is an application where it is not as good. Go get your tablet. Or, or make the screen not that small and crappy. If they release this, which it sounds like they're actually going to. Wow. Um, just, just, I mean, just in in the verbiage that is being used. I, I don't see any statement that says we are definitely releasing this phone. They're just in the verbiage that is being used. Yeah, it sounds like they're going to. If they release this, will you, will you mainline it for a certain period of time? No. Ah, uh, yeah, I will. Sure, I'll I'll do it for the lols. I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> I, love, I love that that painful retraction. I'll no. do it. I'll do it. <laughs> Basically like a slider, except worse in every way. Uh, it's got a Snapdragon 700 series processor with 5G support. So low end, low end chip, uh, triple camera setup with 64 megapixel primary sensor, but it's LG. So it's going to be like, eh. And the price is expected to be just over 800 US dollars. In fairness, I guess there's a lot of validation that goes into building a bad phone, but um, <laughs> hey, they did it. So, you know, they got to get paid, yo. Yeah. Uh, I have a, actually... Flying off the shelves. You know what? In line with my uh, my conversation earlier about how Super Chats are actually a great value, they're not. I usually don't look at them because we're, this is the WAN show and we don't do a ton of Q&A. So I'm, I'm not actually defending, defending that. Um, but in line with that, I actually do have a Super Chat that I went out of my way to answer over the course of this week because I didn't have a good answer from someone last week. And it's kind of an interesting discussion. So someone asked, does demonetized content get paid by YouTube premium subscribers? 
Do you remember talking about this? So if you yes. if you've got a yellow icon um, and someone with YouTube Premium watches where there is no advertiser relationship for YouTube to worry about, do they still get your YouTube Premium revenue? And I got an answer back from uh, Creator Help, and they said it depends on what type of demonetization it is. If it's a copyright claim, claim, uh, claim, you will not be able to earn any of the revenue, including premium, that will go to the copyright holder. If it's a Makes yellow sense. icon, so that is to say that like um, you've talked about the controversial coronavirus at a time when that was considered. Um, I forget what it fell under, but it was, it was, you, you weren't eligible for monetization because it was like, uh, uh, oh man, uh, I don't, I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Uh, the bad point news. is, yeah, it was bad news there. That's, that's about it. Um, so if it's something like that, you should be eligible to earn premium and it will note. So on the icon, if you hover over it, so here's a screenshot that I can share it with actually you guys, does, which is cool. It's nice that their answer to that question was like look at the thing yeah check this out it, it's nice that that wasn't hidden this video is running limited or no ads due to content identified as not suitable but it remains fully playable and is eligible to earn subscription revenue from youtube premium youtube premium really is one of the best ways if you're not willing to <clears throat> go over on float plane and support creators it really hey. is one of the best ways to dramatically increase the amount of um, contribution that you're making to your favorite creators. And I'm not, I'm not saying just me. I'm saying if you get a YouTube premium subscription, it completely changes the game. I was talking to our YouTube uh, contact about... Uh, here, let me just find this. Um, blah, 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 blah. Hmm. It had a few back and forth, so I'm trying to find the right one. Uh, but I was talking about how the heck it is that some of our long format content does so much better than our shorter videos when it comes to uh, AdSense. And he basically said, well, I think you're not digging deep enough into the analytics because I thought that even though we don't run mid-rolls on our long format content, I thought that for some reason, the fact that it had higher retention or, or something was causing it to, uh, to pay out at a higher rate. But it's not actually like that. I need to find this. Where is it? Issue with view analytics? No. Um, okay, Luke, do you want to stall for time for a little bit for me today while I, while I try and find this yeah. thing? Uh, TSMC, theoretically, allegedly, potentially planning on opening a fab in the U.S. by 2023. It would be a $12 billion construction in Arizona. Uh, they're planning to produce five nanometer chips starting in 2023. Expected capacity is to be 20,000 silicon wafers per month. Uh, this would have to be heavily subsidized. Uh, it is unclear exactly how much, uh, but according to TSMC Chairman Mark Liu, it is more expensive to operate in the U.S. Unsurprising uh, than Taiwan or the or 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 China, I presume. So the company will require major subsidies. Uh, this is apparently in, in, in the works, potentially because there are fears that Intel will build its future chip plants in China or Taiwan. Uh, experts believe that it is crucial for the U.S. to invest more in fabs like Taiwan and China and Israel actually as well have done. Um, and with ramping tensions with China, that, that kind of makes sense. Um, apparently it's already confirmed. Wow. 
Um, that was quick. Okay. Okay, so this is pretty okay. sweet. So here's one, one quick thing. Sorry, oh, I just yep. want to finish. Um, Ian, Dr. Ian Cutras said, uh, by this time, five nanometer won't be the leading edge, but it will take some of the volume pressure off of Taiwan's fabs at 20,000 wafers, uh, wafer starts per month. It's nowhere near the gigafabs that do a hundred thousand. That's assuming they break ground at all. I have my doubts. Well, apparently it's been confirmed. It is three years out. We will see if they actually do break ground, but yeah, the lower production amounts, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Okay, so this as interesting as it sounds. This is this is pretty interesting. Uh, there's two videos here. Uh, back to the how much of a difference YouTube Premium makes. Uh, I've got two videos here. One of them is building an epic portable gaming rig at home. That's a video that performed quite well for us, about around two million views. And then there's another video. Um, oh wait, no, it's about one million, one million. And then there's another video, Ultimate IKEA Gaming Desk, that did about 2 million. And I sent these over to our rep because I was confused. I said, here's the thing. Ultimate IKEA Gaming Desk did, uh, let's, let's, use, uh, let's use X, okay? Did 3X revenue, okay, at 2 million views. And building a portable gaming rig at home did 2.5X revenue at 1 million views. So at half the views, it was 5 sixth of the revenue. Crazy, right? So I had been attributing this to just uh, you know long format, even though we don't run mid rolls. But what right. it actually turned out to be was that. Hold on, let me make sure I've got the color coding right here. Ah, yes, okay. So the uh, Ultimate IKEA Gaming Desk, the two million view video, did about double the AdSense, so the like partner ad revenue of the other one. It was right in line because we don't run mid rolls. And then building an epic portable gaming rig at home, even though it had half as many views, actually did about, looks like about 20% more than the one with twice as many views. Crazy, right? So those views are actually worth um, like many, many times. Like it's even more extreme than I knew. They're worth many, many more times, especially for longer format content where it's uh, it's weighted by watch time. So I thought that was very interesting, and I thought I would share that with you guys. Because uh, someone asked last week, and I said that I would get them an answer. Cool. More more topics or Super Chats? Uh, let's get through some Super Chats. Speaking of uh, Super Chats. All right, we got at least a few in here that we definitely got to do. Tyler Gates says it's 1 a.m. and I'm still up, so I figured, what the hey? Why not finally watch this live? Heck yeah. Good work, Tyler Yates. Thanks, Oliver Brody. Nathan Warnick says, learned a new way to eat corn. Oh, lordy. Oh, man. My son managed to make it on r slash livestream fails yesterday because he was eating a piece of corn by putting the entire end of the corn in his mouth and picking off with his front teeth one kernel at a time and then taking it all the way out and eating it. And I was like, please stop. <laughs> That's just like a kids will be kids kind of moment. Yeah, I know. But I it's mean, just unfortunate. You should have seen me stream. eat a pickle when I was like, you know, eight years old. Like, it is what it is, but yeah. Now it's live. Um, yeah, exactly. That's that's going to be kind of the unfortunate thing about his generation, I think. 
Yeah. Now there's a clip of it on live stream fails. And like, I don't there's, know, there's also so much content that I actually have in some ways a harder time finding an old meme these days. Depending how viral it went, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Robert Mail, it's not going to make it go any faster, dude. Um, Tommy Gun, heard you need a new ratchet screwdriver. Uh, I can't what? say anything, but I don't. Oh. That's all I have to say oh about that. Uh, what else we got here? Dom R, last week, uh, Luke said, the more we bug you about stuff, the more it will happen. I want WAN show shirts. <laughs> it's not how it works. Big facts. It's not how it works. Luke lied Big to you. Big facts. Hashtag lyukness. Uh, lyuk. Lyuk. Yeah, lyuk. Uh, Lost Boyo says, sorry to hear about LTT, man. Uh, take my money in other forms. I think you mean LTX, and thank you. Wow, I was a $50 super chat. You crazy. Uh, Lucas says, well, loving the work from home videos. My kids have the same toy kitchen and also wreck the faucet in the same way. Yeah, they're so cheap. It's like, it's hard to find like good quality kids toys, you know? Uh, Terry says, folding at home numbers are down. We're trailing default in daily production. Come on. Come on, team. Let's get folding again. Actually, the motherboard failed in our monster folding rig. So we got a new one in, but it's going to take a while with all that water cooling in it to get it swapped out. So there's that. Uh, Mendelity is Linus Luke's little brother. No. We don't even yes. look that similar. Like, look at us. You have a beard now. You have blue related. eyes. Yeah, That's exactly. What happens. <laughs> like, you're blonde. Uh, Jensen's uh, HR Penguin says Jensen should reveal the 3080 Ti by pulling it out of the microwave. It is consumer level after all. I like it. I'm into it. I don't know if he, I mean, his, he might have a microwave if, they, if they've made a microwave out of like volcanic glass and stonework i know I'm right not sure if they have it. i don't know if it would match his kitchen otherwise yeah. uh sergeant amos thank you very much <laughs> adazin i recently watched the video where you resoldered ryzen cpu pins and noticed that when they're removed it looks like an lga chip at that point would it fit into an intel motherboard heck no heck no they would not be they would not be intel compatible just by removing the pins the real smiley says, Baha, haha, you busted me being a butt, Linus. I retract my statement on super chats. Buy super chats. Thank you, real smiley. I know I'm, I'm not actually endorsing the statement you're making there because generally speaking, they're not a great value and we often forget to get to them. But uh, hey, at least you got your money's worth, I guess. Oof. Baldo says, Tofik, Lindan, or Lee Chong Wei took off Gata, of course. All right. So. The problem what? with that question is that it only has one obvious answer, Lindan. Um, but this is a, this is a I'm still, thing, I'm still, I'm still Lee Chong Wei for life. Okay, that's that's how I feel about it, and there's nothing you can say to make me change my mind. Yes, it's badminton. I'm I recognize some of those names. I'm going back to badminton next week. I want my, a sport my gym's that opening. we can play that you aren't so astronomically far ahead of me in football. <laughs> But that's okay. the opposite problem. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was like, sure. <laughs> well, no, what we have to do is we have to pick up a new sport. That's the trick. Yeah. yeah. So we just have to try something new. Can't be swimming yeah. because you suck at that. No offense. Yep. Can't be badminton. You're terrible. Yep. That's fine. You could get better. I think, I think you actually do have some potential for badminton. Um, I'm definitely down to try for badminton, but it's going to be a... A painful beginning. It, it would be it would be like a ten year ten year battle 
you know? Yeah. You'd have to get continuously better over the next 10 years, and I'd probably have to get a little worse. And I'd have to, yeah, I'd have to, that's, see, that's kind of the issue is I'd have to get better at a, at a, a at a rate that's much higher than the rate that you are actively getting better as well. Right. Because, yeah, I'm going to keep training, so. Yeah, yeah, there's that. So, like, okay, we need TV. sport. We need sport recommendations, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Come on, hit us up. Sammy McPhone says, "I hate podcasts. Why am I here? Because this isn't a podcast. This is far crappier than a podcast. <laughs> That's why you like it." Uh, Kwang Lu says, uh, "Stay healthy, everyone." Rob White says, "Think we will see John again in TechLink, or will he be staying in the U.S.?" Uh, we bring John up um, typically twice a year, at least. Uh, we like to bring him up for workation uh, or like whatever our corporate get together is for the year. And we always bring him up for the company Christmas party. Um, that's something that's very important to me, having everybody there. It's uh, it's sort of an inside joke at Linus Media Group. The Christmas party is optional, but you better be there. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, yes. um, Floatplane usually not usually i guess there hasn't been a ton of these uh last year and we were going to do this moving forward yeah we have the float plane team meetup around ltx because yes. well probably I know, a lot right? of people on the team are gonna be interested in that so that's not gonna work anymore and it's very possible that around that time if we try to do something at that time it would still be very ill-advised to travel so potentially the team meetup for float plane this year is just off does anyone have any ideas of what we should do so far, I have ideas, but they're not that great. So um, We do have some suggestions for sports. Uh, bowling, okay? Oh. I don't think I'm white enough to bowl. Yeah. Like, seriously. Yep. Like, to seriously bowl. Um, yep. Pickleball. I would destroy Luke at pickleball. It's basically I'm badminton. Done. Uh, yep. Frizz golf. I suck at it. Me too. Okay. Frizz golf. We have, we have a contender. Curling. Luke would just absolutely wreck me at curling like dunk. that would no it would not be pretty paintball i actually okay okay i was yeah legit, paintball. i okay. actually meant to ask you like a yeah. week ago yeah if you would be interested i was thinking airsoft because it's easier to clean up and if sure. we we're doing it very often yeah it would make more sense but yeah I was, I, it's a good cardio sport you know what i actually last season i um i i forget why i did it I wanted to use my paintball gun for something like just target practice in the backyard or something. I found out it was broken. So I like got it all sorted out. I, I fixed up my mar my marker. I oiled everything up. I actually got a new um, I got a new tank because I found a good deal on one. I fixed up my mask. I got a backup mask. I am like I am ready to go to play some paintball. So. Yeah, a, a field sport like that sounds really fun to me. I'm super down for some paintball. Um, cool. Olenek says, start the training montage. Softball. Softball. I would actually love to play softball. I just don't think I can commit the time to join the team. Yeah, a, a pickup game style sport would probably be a better idea. Yeah. JC Sand says, game gear. Oh, yeah, I was going to talk about that. Uh, I dug uh, an old game gear out. It's not actually mine from when I was a kid, but it's like obviously the same game like same game console and my kids absolutely love it even though we have a switch vr games galore a wii u like we've got so much gaming gear in the house and yet something about just the simplicity of like two buttons and 
a little thing that you just hold in your hand. Huh. They, they, they were like obsessed with it yesterday. It only came up because there's this, uh, I think it's called, is it called the Retrogen? Uh, crap. No, it's not Retrogen. Hold on. I shot it this week, so it's going to be in my, in my Trello here. Uh, but I shot a video, Evercade. It's about the, uh, so Evercade is this handheld console that's got officially licensed old games from like Interplay, Atari, like that kind of thing. And uh, my son shot the unboxing with me for Short Circuit, and I promised him that he could play with it after, and then I went and sent it back to the office um, without remembering to let him play with it. And he was like, oh, well, what the heck, Dad? And I was like, oh, well, you know what? I've got, well, it's basically the same thing. And I had this Game Gear just sitting in the attic that I hadn't like touched since I acquired it as a prop a while back. And as far as he was concerned, it was the same thing. And then my daughters were like, wow, that's so cool. And they were all, they were all playing with it. I just thought it was really neat. Because that was, I was his age. Uh, I was one year older than my son when I got a Game Gear for Christmas. And I even had the same games that I played. He was trying the uh, the Lion King game for Game Gear. Actually, very good. And I think that's pretty much it for the WAN show. Yeah. Um, Tom's, hold on a second. I got a super chat. Tom Cigar says... I folded 25 million for LTT. Thanks for schooling me. What the F is this? You have been placed in timeout by the owner of this video or a moderator. I, I don't know why you're in timeout, but it was a moderator, not me. So apparently you got past it by paying to chat. That's really not the intended way for the system to work. <laughs> oh my goodness. Novovu says, uh, see that Facebook acquired Jiffy? <laughs> I actually did not see that. And apparently Facebook uh, settled the post-traumatic stress disorder thing to its content moderators. I did not actually see that either. All right, well, there you go. Thanks for watching, guys. We'll see you again next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Bye. Uh, one second, please. Just got to check something first real quick here. I'm um, just seeing if there's anyone we know over on Twitch who's streaming right now. Oh, I can end the YouTube stream. End stream. End stream. Bye, guys. What? Max Steel says Game Gear sucked. You suck. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know when we're off. Yeah, I'm rolling that intro. Not quite. I'm still live. Yeah, I know what you meant. Oh, no, no, I'm talking to Yvonne. Oh. All good.